Special announcement, travelers. Rebuild of Joycast is now boarding from all your favorite podcast destinations, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and more. Subscribe to us on any of these services for listening on the go, and thank you for your continued support in keeping Joyride's engine burning. Riddle me this, Val. So before this show started, everyone, I had this whole bit planned out, and this is literally our fourth take, because Val keeps interrupting me. Well, you keep interrupting me. Depends on who's talking. You know what? True. You know what? Fair enough. I kept interrupting you. I'm so sorry, Val. <laughs> I know you worked really hard to be obnoxious this week, <laughs> and I just ruined it. So, <laughs> is, is the Batman anime, manga, or more? It's anime as fuck. It, the, the Batman is anime as fuck. But is that just us being those assholes who have to relate everything to anime? Or can we actually <laughs> finally make good on the third part of our tagline for this podcast and just end more? This is a movie. This is a very popular movie out. Not sure if you've seen it yet after Reed's notes. What, like over 300 opening weekend box office? 300 million? Oh. So I'm sure a lot of people saw this. The Batman. It's been a week. And I think it's now time we probably talked about it because we want to talk about it because yeah. we love this. You love this, right, Val? I have I have problems with some bits, but no, I thought it was a solid movie. I liked it. Well, that's the thing. We love things, and because we love it, now we're going to be nitpicky as all yeah, hell right. towards it. <laughs> but yeah, The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves and starring Battinson, or I like to call him the Patman. That's how I like to go. But yeah, but Robert Pattinson, absolute. this whole movie just slaps. This is awesome. This is this is the first Batman film since probably the original Tim Burton ones mm-hmm. that really commit to everything. To every little gross, grimy nook and cranny, the serious and the silly. There have been a lot of criticisms that this movie was not funny enough. It wasn't lighthearted. I'm like, wow, like, we've really drank the MCU poison, haven't we? Uh, even my friends were actually saying they were really happy to be watching a superhero film or a comic book film that didn't have that Marvel formula or that theming and everything. Yeah, a- emphasis on the formula because I do enjoy Marvel films mm-hmm. when there's actual effort put in them, i.e., uh, no Way Home, Spider-Man. Yeah, I hear. I, I didn't actually watch that. You know? The Eternals, which was just like a throw-in. Like, I mean, I mean, The Eternals is the worst. I, I'm also very much tired of even the milling ones, like Black Widow. And as much as I enjoyed half of Sanchi, the other half I did not, because like, again, it's a formula. It's getting so repetitive. It feels so cheap in comparison when you look at something like The Batman, where. DC Warner, again, DC Warner, finally, they finally got the producers out of the writing room and said, just make the movies. The Batman, it's called The Batman. It has Batman in it. It will sell. Now go make a movie. And it just feels so good when a movie is just a movie. The MCU feels like content, in quotes now. Mm -hmm. Whereas here we have a film. It's very self-contained. It's very well polished. It, 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 there's set, there's real set design. They're not just walking on a bunch of green screens, hmm. like which is hilarious because um those rooftops, the, that um Gordon and Batman's little secret meeting place, you know, yeah, 
that that dilapidated building that they always hang out in um that's an lcd screen it's not a green screen oh so they built they built a physical set that they stand on a building set and then that cityscape they're looking at is a a, a giant lcd screen that's kind of like boxed away that's kind of crazy that's like some and it's cerebral, really cla- no 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 that's like some hollow room shit it's a panorama kind of thing is what they got going on I really like that. I really appreciate because they couldn't do it because we're filming during a pandemic and even those city shots, I mean, be- between that and a green screen, give me that panorama every freaking day. It's, I, I love it. I might be wrong, um, but I believe the uh, car chase, some of it at least was filmed in Glasgow. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, yeah. They definitely still did some on uh, scene shots. I mean, there's mm. a, there was a lot of the UK I recognized. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was I thought it was perfect. It was really sick. That corner, spec that corner, where then they add, they were clearly CG. They then added all the screens. It, it I I love it. I it's very earthy. It's very mm. textured. I like that. This is my favorite Go- Gotham, in probably all media. I think it's definitely got the down and dirty vibe of Gotham more than I think some movies did. It's got the old elements. It's got the new. It, it's definitely a modern day city. But it's still very gothic. So they say that it, the, I mean, they they give the same basic influences every time in terms in terms of the comics. They go year one and Long Halloween. Mm-hmm. Though I will admit, this is definitely heavily based on Long Halloween, in terms of the comics. Um, but that said, there's a lot of Gotham by Gaslight vibes too. Hmm. Gone. Well, it just it, it like again because they use the UK as a setting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of old elements i don't know it's it if it, 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 something about the suit the collar it's my favorite suit so and far. the leathery mask i really like the suit. it feels like that very steampunky gaslight batman hmm. interesting interesting thought for sure i love that suit by the way no it's, it's really good i think the uh, more exposed neck and like jaw was a really good touch for it because Panson's jawline is just perfect for it, honestly. Like, when you had those profile shots of him, I was like, oh, damn, he looks so good. For this Batman, he's a Lincoln. He looks like an actual human being. Mm. Like, I I hate to do this. I don't want to be that guy because I'm going to start a freaking team battle. And that's what I not want to do because I love them both. I love them both. I really do. But let's, it's time. We've reached the point where Marvel has become the man, the institution that we now much rail against. Mm Mm-hmm. And now DC's that scrappy little underdog. So now I have to vie for it. Um, Pattinson actually looks like a fucking human being. He's goth. He's pale and gothic, which is the homework assignment. Looks great. But he doesn't look like a dehydrated living muscle. He just looks like a goth dude that goes to the gym four days a week. Hmm. He, he looks actually human. And he, he, he is built for the, he is built for this Batman. The suit does all the heavy lifting. It does. When he first shows up, he looks like a fucking gargoyle. It's all grayscaled. It's heavy. By the way, people are like, oh man, what's, what are the Oscar chances, the Academy Award chances for this film? I don't know, but they better give it best sound design. The sound design is immaculate in this film. I did like, uh, the, the only sound design I guess I really can think of is stuff like when they're using like the technology which i really like the technology to be honest that they had like the weird i do too i wish there was more of it i like the rawness of the batmobile it's just a freaking like bulky ass car with a jet engine 
No, it, it is a gutted, it is a gutted skeleton car with a rocket engine taped to it's it. Cool as fuck. I love it. I still think I like the Bat Tumbler better. Bat Tumbler. From the Dark Knight. Oh yeah. I I love that Tumbler. I like the practical shot, the small practical shots that um Nolan did in Batman Begins, where that thing is just jumping from rooftop to rooftop the and carving cool. up the the freaking uh plates oh i love I, I love the way that thing jumps i i i, I that thing's a character I think, that I guess, being said I, the batman's batmobile is raw mm. i was thinking oh, so the it's got, definitely the best. batmobile i hate okay you said specifically the arkham knight batmobile. yeah yeah no, I, I like the one from the game middle i thought it was cool, i hate but. it <laughs> i hate it anyway back those are in the golden age of the joyride streams yeah i play that on stream and if people recall those are my like my oldest like deep cut fans oh damn recall what happened when the batmobile exploded in that game i was cheering they <laughs> force you into that batmobile so fucking much it's annoying you get sick and tired of it. I guess you're more of a bat tank than Batman in Arkham Knight. No, for sure. But I guess I love it more because like I think about like zipping around the city and like blowing crap up. Weirdly, I get with it. A, with a I get, strange, I mean, non-lethal mounted turret. I'm being too harsh. It's one of the most satisfying cars to play with. The problem is that there's too much of it. <laughs> there's too much tank battles versus actual driving. Uh, '90s Batman cartoon Batmobile though. Again, sick, but I don't know. Like, if I'm ranking them, Real I'm cars. going Tumblr first, and then I'm going, but very close second, the Batman's Batmobile. Okay. Because it's just so raw. It barely, it's barely holding itself together. It, it, it's barely a car. I love it. Mm. No, it, it's really badass, but um, carry on about the sand design, please. I, I want to... These aren't things that I walk away and I, I think that much about. I think more about the story, I guess. Like I said, obviously you do as well. I just don't think about like that many things on it. Yeah, but just the the rain, the sewer, the walking through the puddles, his footsteps. Oh yeah, he walks. Boof, boof. There's no way. Like just no having worked on sets of films. He's heavy as shit. You can hear it in his walk. Yeah, it's fucking cool. It's not. It's not, and that's not real. If you were on set, he it sounds like. Some squishing, some some squeaking of the rubber. It's not that intimidating. That thing is made of freaking just like light ass rubber. Oh no, de definitely. I'm just leather. talking about how it makes you feel. It's pitiful. But yeah, but exactly. But that's the sound design. The sound design. It feels like he he feels big, even though he's he's even he has shirtless scenes, like I just said, where he just looks like a normal goth guy that goes to the gym four days a week. But when he's in that suit, boom, boom. When he walks, and they do that a lot. It is iconic. That sound design is iconic, man. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. How did you feel? Like, we've already said sets, like, uh, and one of the best sets was definitely, like, outside the Iceberg Lounge. The Iceberg Lounge, yes. it. It's underneath that bridge. It had a good bit. I like the bit with the twins, where it's like, Oh, you're Batman, versus when he when he's Bruce Wayne and he gets treated differently. I like that. Where he yeah. used to be more like a criminal. Mm. That was a great bit. But yeah, the Iceberg Lounge. Um, in terms of as far as nightclubs go in these kind of films, yeah, the ice the Iceberg Lounge is kind of sick. It feels like a gutted old train station, right? Mm. 
no, a it, factory warehouse? It, honestly, it was it was really surreal to have Batman just walk into the club and everyone's dancing and waving shit around. And then he's just beating on dudes. I and that's what I love about this Batman. He's young, but he's just enough there where they accept him. Batman is an accepted part of Gotham lifestyle. I like the fact that he walks onto police scenes and they all turn to Gordon. Like, is he supposed to be here? Is it okay? I mean, there, there, nothing feels better than fucking 20 policemen. Nothing feels better than 20. You, again, you want to know how this feels like a movie? The fact that 20 policemen turn to a black man for help. He walks in and they all shit themselves. And, and, and Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright. I never follow this film, Val, because I am so burnt out on superhero films. I went into this blind. I saw, like, one initial trailer, and then I never saw another thing. I didn't know Jeffrey Wright was James Corden, and that was sick. Jeffrey Wright, doing his Jeffrey Wright thing, he's like, Don't worry, the bat's with me. He's cool. Keep your cool, bat. <laughs> I, just, I love him. I, he's the best Gordon. That is the best Gordon ever. Bar none. Best Gordon. Ah, oh, it's so good. They finally fixed Batman in this film. He's sick. He is sick. He's running through the police station, and you just see this fucking swarm of cops, like fucking World War Z. Like, like they're like a like a fluid. They're like a liquid surging through the hallways. It's sick. In the room when they're all in the interrogation, and they're all in there with him, and they're all yelling at his ass. They're all like ganged up, and they're like, "You got, I got you on assault for two police officers." And Batman's like, "About to be three, bitch." <laughs> he just, I love this because people are like, "He works with the cops," and I'm like, "No, the police work for him." <laughs> oh, I, it's good. They're, I mean, they do like they, they they all just barely tolerate each other. I love it. No, yeah, that is good, but it's the fact that th that's exactly it. The police, midway through, suddenly, I understand that, like, everyone everyone I've spoke about this to so far is, like, bigger fish to fry, Val. I'm like, no, what this needed, with its already three-hour-long length, which is really long, I will say, lengthwise, I kind of wished it was shortened down in some places, or at least replace some scenes with something more I love this film. I want to mm. rewatch it so badly, but I cannot commit to three hours. I think this, when a film is, I always talk about how an hour and 40 is the perfect runtime. How long was Justice League? Four hours, if you're talking about the Snyder Cut. I thought so. Oh, I was about to say, is it as long as, I, did, I didn't bother watching Justice League. Good, you League. shouldn't. It's fucking awful. Well, now I'm going to watch it. It's awful. Because um, now I'm interested to see why it's awful. It's just boring. It, it, the, the original is hacked the fuck. That, that's the producers butting in too much. And basically, that's, that's um, Josh Whedon trying to correct something that's unfixable. Yeah. And okay. and also Joss Whedon at his worst. Didn't he lose his wife during filming? No, Zack Snyder lost a kid during filming. That's oh. why he left the set, because he had to go deal with that, poor fucking guy. Wait, 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 wait. I was talking about the Snyder Cut. I meant, should I watch the Justice League Snyder no, Cut? No, because it's boring. It's four hours. So the Snyder Cut is an improvement... Okay. But that's like basically, if the Justice League is a pile of trash, the Justice League Snyder Cut is a really big trash bag with Febreze scent. Okay. The trash bag is too big for the piece of trash. As in, like, 
you didn't have to do this. Like, there's a, a smaller trash bag would have sufficed, if at all. Like, the trash, the trash was already in the dump. We didn't have to do this. It was just so unnecessary. But yeah, but it's it's so it's so diluted. I see, I see. Watch it, watch it for, to make my own take. I got you, I got yeah, you. Yeah, but going back, so the police, our crystal with the police scene. It's the fact that he pops off on those police. They, they're he's hidden police officers. They're chasing him. He has to escape the police office. Suddenly, mm -hmm. him and Gordon keep doing their thing, and then suddenly, him and the police are just back to where they were, tolerating each other. I feel like the la I feel like the next time they actually see him, like police other than Gordon, is outside the club, arresting Falco. Yes, but it felt like some of them should be like. There's the fucking bet. But I feel like I wouldn't be surprised there is a scene that has been cut out where Gordon has to remind and make the police face their own corruption. Hey, this is why the bat's good in his way because no one knows who he is. He's not corruptible. He's a free agent. I think so too. I think so too. And that gets to my some of my crit I have two major criticisms of this film. All right, okay. two scenes. Ironically because um before I saw this Ben Shapiro put out a tweet where yeah. he absolutely hates this film, and literally everyone goes, "I know the scene. I know the scene he didn't like." And I went and I watched it. And I go, "I know the scene he didn't like either." Mm -hmm. It's the first of the two scenes I do not like, and mm. he is definitely correct to not like it, but wrong in his own stupid Ben Shapiro way. But hey, I want to say why this scene sucks. So, or be because I can correct it very easily. Um, so it's the scene where. Batman again. This is a this is a Batman film that wants to fix people's criticism of Batman as a character. He's a rich billionaire who's beaten up mentally ill people, mm -hmm. and that is definitely a problem. And this film addresses it, and I love this. That being said, this film is so smart and so visual. And then they do this scene, where I feel like if there was ever any production notes, this is where it went. Where it's so sorry, and suddenly they had to dumb it down. These there's these two scenes, and the first I'm talking about, they this is Batman wanting to have its cake and eat it too. They wanted to appeal to both sides of the aisle, and they shouldn't have, because they did it in such a dumb way. The first is the scene where again they're they're at that meeting place, and basically Catwoman starts lecturing them. There's a great scene where Batman's confused as to why. Bruce Wayne would be a target of the Riddler. Uh -huh. And it's fucking hilarious. I actually like this. It's one of the good silly elements of this film where Battinson looks fucking confused. Like old dog-eyed confused. And and that's funny. But then Catwoman proceeds to talk about the fact that the Riddler's going after, in, in actual literal quotations, the old rich white elite and cops. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Reeves, this is such a visual scene. When she was explaining to him, she didn't even have to explain. It's literally a visual fi film. She is a black cat woman. Her line should have been, do I really have to explain it to you? Focus the camera on Catwoman. She is black. Do I really have to explain, Batman, why the Riddler's after Bruce Wayne? That's it. I think that'd be terrible. But the actual line is even fucking worse. Where she is so freaking literal. All the nuance, all the subtext is gone. There's nothing. There is little left to the imagination in a film that is highly imaginative. 
That scene sucks, and of course Ben Shapiro fucking hated it. For the wrong reasons. But for good reasons, that could have been better. The second scene that sucks is where Gordon, again, in literal terms says, not all cops. And I'm like, shut the mm. fuck up. Again, in this scene, they showed the visual element. He walks outside, where because Falcone goes, oh, you work for me. And, and he goes, not all cops work for you. Literally, as they look, and you see all these cops pointing guns at him. We see this, Gordon. You don't have to fucking say it. So, like, the Batman was trying to appease both sides of the art. And it, it did, the, the, because, okay, so I, I watched this with a pack house foul. Not a single breath, not a single hoot or holler or obnoxious talking audience member. Every dumb motherfucker in this audience was enraptured. You don't have to say these things in literal terms. They already get it. If they're not fucking talking over it. And I, just, I don't like how such a smart film gets really dumb in these two awkward instances. That just sounds like a British audience. I don't get that unless I go to see, like, anime on special occasions at the cinema, honestly. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, American audiences are just fucking obnoxious. They, they, they've had their phones out, they're fucking talking. Like, what the fuck are you here? Maybe I'm just lucky on the days I go, because I don't, I don't usually go to see, like, movies on, like, actually, the one time I did, it was Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows Part 2, back in, like, 2011 with my mate, and, um, that was actually a super respectful audience. Yeah, I don't mind opening Damn. nights when, like, like, like again, a Marvel film. Here's when a Marvel film's great. When it's opening night <laughs> and people are fucking cheering, that's fine, all right? I am talking about people who clearly don't even give a fuck about the movie. I'm gonna be honest, I think that is because of the way Marvel films are made, because Marvel films, if you notice it as they went on, because I've seen newer Marvel films, it's like, after every funny moment, after every dramatic moment, there is always a good amount of pause as if they're waiting for people to be done laughing because they know when they're gonna they, get Because it's a formula. Because yeah. it's so, and again, and again, they know when they're gonna get to. I know when they're gonna come get us. That's why, I, that's why I think that is fun. That's why I think you think, why I think you think it's fun because like they, they are going to accommodate you for it because they they're- They're accommodating opening night for it, yes. But yeah. I don't like that built in the films. I wish the films could be smarter. I, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad for opening night, but I don't go to opening night anymore. So now I want to sit and watch a fucking film. And these Marvel things aren't even films anymore. They're just content. I would like now, now seeing the Batman, I wish Marvel films would, if they just want to do content so badly, that's what Disney Plus is for, baby. Mm. Throw it all there. Give me one Marvel film a year that really takes its ass fucking seriously. Give me a cat give me a Captain America Civil War. So badly. If you've got to make these things cross over so fucking badly, give me give me one Civil War and or Avengers film a year. And then one other solo effort. And then call it a day. I don't need fucking five films and five TV series. Hmm. Fuck off. Because they're all the same now. They're all equally boring. I... Speaking of that, no. Um, This new Batman, it isn't related to Joker, is it? I hope not. So that's the thing. People were talking about... Because we said we, we waited a week to have this podcast. There yeah. really aren't any spoilers besides the mystery. Which I love. I love that mm. that's the only true spoiler. Otherwise, there is one, I guess, spoiler in the way that Marvel trains you for spoilers. Yeah, Joker's there at the end. And that's probably my third least favorite moment of this film. I think a lot of people Get that fucking that. Joker out of here. I don't want the Joker again. They talk about how there's so many fucking Spider-Men in the past 10 years. There's been more Jokers. I was playing this with my friend. Like, they didn't need to show the Joker at the end. Or, or near the end, because, like... 
yeah. But he was established at the very beginning. If there are people walking around with Joker face paint, then you can say that it's established. Yes, and that's enough. I don't need the physical Joker. I, I would love the Joker to just be this boogeyman figure that we never really get to see. We see the Joker face thugs. We see a bunch of graffiti that 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 teases to the Joker. That's it. I want him to be this looming presence that just kind of radicalizes the other villains to be as extreme as he is. But I never want to actually see it. I don't want a Joker dedicated film. I don't want that in these in these films because this is obviously going to be a trilogy now. I don't want it. It's one of those things that will be demand. It's it's like Venom in Spider Man Three. I'm sure you know that Sam Raimi didn't want to make do a right. Venom yeah, film, yeah. Right? Oh yeah, I know the story. I know it was it was ham fisted in. That's 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 pretty famous. And that's what's gonna happen here. Please don't give us give us Mister Freeze. All right, film two. They they flooded they flooded. It's so perfectly set up for this. They flooded Gotham. Now let it freeze over like hell, like Dante's hell. No, that would be good. Give me freaking Brian Cranston. If they actually continue it, if they actually you are right, if they actually continue it from where it left off, and like Mr. Freeze suddenly hits the scene and it's like, oh, I'm gonna take advantage of the flooded district of Gotham, and that's my new fucking fortress of solitude. Oh, it'd be it'd be so sick. That'd be a different kind of movie. Mr. Freeze is such like is such a powerful dude. He's not like you know sneaky. He's just, definitely. I'm the sure most you and I can agree. There. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you and I can agree. Uh, it was cool to watch Batman like investigate. Shit. Yes. Like actually go around and like yeah, I, we know your uh, your feelings, but like working with the police and everything that was cool. Oh, it was no, no I I like I I really love this detective Batman. That being said, was he really detecting shit? Not really. I I like how Bruce is like this Harvard educated motherfucker, but he doesn't know like you, you this was your you, this is something you mentioned. Tell me, Val, about the fact that he didn't know anything about carpentry. I thought that was fucking hilarious too. No, I thought it was great. He's smart and he knows all forensics and martial arts and everything like that. Everything that he thinks he needs to know, but he doesn't know what a freaking tucker is. Yeah. And it's like he's just like, "Oh, it's whatever he used for murder weapon. I don't know what this is. I don't know if this is important." The guy's like, "Oh, it's a carpet tucker." Which yeah, which leads to also a great scene with the penguin played by Colin Farrell. Oh, he was really Bullseye good. walked so Cobblepot could fucking waddle, man. Holy shit. He was incredible. But again, why the fuck do they let him walk away after fucking leveling the highway? I, yeah, that's what, that's the other thing that bothered me. He didn't even beat him up, and my friend was like, well, him and Gordon were working with the police. I was like, bullshit, Gordon was working with the police. He freaking told him to punch him so he wouldn't, like, you know, be an accessory to your escape, specifically. He covered his black ass. But, but that being said, I, I think the point was the fact that why bother? They're just gonna be released out of jail anyways. Like they're like 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 but like Gordon and Batman are so fucking tired of the corrupt system. They're like fuck it. We, we, you we, you'll be more subdued if we just leave you here tied in the middle of the street. You'll spend more time here than in jail if we just take you in. I think that was the I think that was the point. That probably was, but I wish they explained that at least because people fucking died in that car crash. True. That car scene was fucking sick. I found the editing a little bit boring for a lot of it yes. until it got to the really like you know the big part of it like going up the ramp mid, mid that explosion. was sick but i'm still very disappointed because they linger on they they show him he's on the left side and the right and you see the flames behind him he's like i got you i got you you freaking psycho and then they cut and then go to the jump i wish they had done the jump there 
I'm assuming they fucked up the shot or it didn't look good enough, which is a shame. It would have been so much cooler if that was an uninterrupted shot. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Where, where he's about to go up the ramp and then suddenly it cuts to Joker and he's like, and no, it's no, like, no, 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 it's the scene where they cut to him and he goes, you freaking psycho, and you see the okay, flames yeah. behind him. I wish the car jump had happened there because they do another cut and then do the jump. And it's like, damn. I agree with that, That would have yeah. been so cool. But no, such I, I, a yeah. sick scene, though. But I do, before we before we forget, I do want to mention about the Joker. Oh, God. Or I forget him like a bad dream. He's played by Barry Keegan. And who is that? So, this, you won't know him, but Joyride fans, anyone who comes to our movie nights, which is available for $1 tier on Patreon, Saturday nights, we always watch movies together with our audience. Um, we watch, One of our favorites is Killing of a Sacred Deer. And Barry was a kid when he was in this, in that one. And he plays this freaking psycho kid who puts a curse on his family and stuff. It's a really good film. But there's this really silly scene where he's eating dinner with them and he's eating spaghetti. He goes, yeah, he, he's like, people say I eat spaghetti just like my father. Yeah, he sure eats spaghetti like his father. And so we always refer to any time Barry shows up in a movie, we call him Spaghetti Boy. And any character, he's the spaghetti version of that character. He's in Marvel's The Eternals. And we don't know what the character's name is. We just call him Spaghetti Man. Whereas now, he showed up in here, now I can only refer to him as Spaghetti Joker. Okay. He's such a weird, buttery-faced dupe. He's a great actor. I just, it's very difficult to take him seriously. What's his name? What's his name again? Barry? Barry? Barry Keegan. He was Barry. in, he's a really good actor. I mean, he was in freaking Dunkirk. He's in the, uh, he was in Eternals. He's in the Batman year. Uh, but he's very new on the scene. He's very young. I'm sorry, that was another actor. I, I seem to have spelt his name. Oh, American I'm, Animals. I'm I loved him in that. I'm looking at, uh, you know, Barry Keegan, born September 12th, 1922. Wrong one, bro. There's a there's another one. Oh, it's spelt with an E-O. Yeah. Keegan, okay. okay. Probably not even pronouncing it correct, so. Maybe. Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that's going to be, a, that's another reason why. I, he's a great actor, and I, I respect what he's doing, but I don't want, I, I'd rather he just be a shadow figure. Just, he's hanging out in Arkham. He's given he's given the villains ideas and he and he sends them back out and now the Riddler's got a little bit more pomp and circumstance a little more theatricality now. That's oh. what I hope that Joker is. I hope that's the extent to what that Joker is because. How did you feel about the Riddler? How did I feel about the Riddler? I thought he's pretty sick. I think Paul hmm. Dano went hard. I think he I think did. he was great. I for a very grounded Riddler, I thought he was awesome. He's got he's got this just this, this little Aspergian little autistic twinge to him that is played in a way that's very unsettling mm. I like the way he connects the Bruce I like the yes. foil here as well as again the differences he presents he goes we're both orphans but you're not the same kind of orphan there's a difference Bruce there's a difference mm. you still had money bro orphans in this town starved to death and died in the winter you had your nice, warm mansion. Don't pretend that you suffered by being an orphan. There's mm. a difference. And I I like that this film is about Batman really defining himself. What it, what it took fucking how many films for Tom Holland's Spider-Man? Like four or five crossover films to finally settle him, settle him in as Spider-Man? This is one film where Batman gets to figure himself out and define him as a very different Batman from all the ones we've seen in films. This is a Batman 
that's going to be, and it definitely presents situations where he is a hero. It takes time. He's definitely a freaking hard-ass anti-hero to start. But in the end, when this choice presents, he goes, am I a Riddler or am I the motherfucking Batman? The Batman has to save people. He hmm. can't just keep beating the fuck out of people and being vengeance. It can't just be about vengeance. He's privileged. You don't get the luxury of pure vengeance. That's not fair. And you know better. I like this. I really like this bad and I can't wait to see where he goes from here. Well see that's that's actually like the entire point of what I feel about the film in that because I like the film I like the parallels to Batman and his villains because I I, I think I said on Twitter earlier as you I, you took a glance through it um Riddler obviously poses the most complicated and like biggest threat that Batman's actually had to go about because for the most part he's probably just been running around and beating dudes up like a lot and he's yeah still at this point at this point his focus has been instilling fear that's it that's all he's been yeah, doing yeah. is making himself a spectacle and now the villains are learning and going oh we can do that too and now it's a problem i like that yeah it definitely establishes how batman actually inspires his rogues gallery yes but it also makes it sound like he should just straight up stop doing it as well. But we know he won't because we need Batman and the studio needs Batman yeah, to but win. That's, but, that, but that's why he starts saving people. That's the part of Batman we need. We need a guy who's using his resources to help. Fear, he's done it. C congrats, Batman. You have scared this shitty sit shitless. You've accomplished that. But now you gotta do more. That scene with the mayor where he goes, you could be doing more for the city, Bruce. And I like that su I like that where it's like that subtext of I mean, she doesn't know she's talking to Batman, but she's talking to Batman. There's more you could be doing. And th and that's the reason why Batman can't go away now. Because that more he offers, that's what they need. I thought I thought the side character's actually very strong in this film, to be honest. Me too. Again, go the Except best. Except for Alfred. Yeah, Alfred's the weak link. Alfred, and it's not his fault. He's just not there enough. No. That no, was... he, he's not there at all. He has like three scenes. Yeah, exactly. three scenes. It's stuff we haven't seen before. It was cool watching him help. That's what made me be like, oh, this is actually a cool Alfred. He's like cross-referencing shit on the, the, the key. I like everything. that. He's a hard-ass Alfred. Puzzles. This has gotten very popularized. Did you ever watch the animated series Beware the Batman? I did. I thought it looked ugly as hell and never looked back. It was ugly as sin, but that show was sick. But I do remember very cockney- Bold, odd he, Alfred. He, he was a hard ass Alfred, but that whole that that series is awesome. Now say it right, say it right, say he's, he's odd, odd. He's odd, mate. Say mate, he's, he's odd. odd. He's odd, mate. <laughs> Go on, though. Yeah, I remember that Alfred though. He was super brig and like like really tough. Yeah, but I love I love I think that series I think that series deserved more. It was great. Um, it was a companion piece to that Green Lantern show series that was also really good. Yes, yes it was. I did hear good things about the Green Lantern thing. I think they made a mistake of making their first villains uh, freaking pig I think it was toe. great. I, you never see enough of them. I, I like that they, they dare to do something different. Like like the Batman. Remember the Warner Brothers, the Batman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The WB animation, the, the Batman? Batman. It, would always, it, was, it was always like, have that sting in the yeah, end. Yeah, right? but the, the second OP where they're like, they embraced more of the Adam West elements 
where mm. it was kind of a perfect marriage between the new gritty Batman and the old 60s Batman. Fucking yeah. love that. It, that. That series was sick. I would agree with that. He, he was way, he was like charming and funny and everything, but like, not Batman, but I mean Bruce a Wayne. A black was like, Joker, by the way? Fucking sick. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the, uh, the principal from American Dad being Joker is awesome. For me, it was Antari from Super Robot Monkey Team Hyper Force Go. <laughs> oh my god, he is, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I love that actor. Yo, yo, I actually like Catwoman in this a lot. Catwoman's sick. I best Catwoman. Sorry, Michelle. Michelle Pfeiffer, you're iconic. But I, this is a, this is a lot of, in a series that's really self-actualizing a lot of characters. Oh, Michelle, you can't be Michelle Pfeiffer. I didn't say she You didn't? Michelle I think Pfeiffer. she does. I, no. I, I, I like the more practical Catwoman. I like the Catwoman that's got her own shtick. She, she, she helps her kind. And she, mm. and she deserves to. Because Batman at this point sure as fuck isn't doing it. So I uh. like that. I wish he didn't leave though. I I do like the scene. I do like the parting. I do think it was beautiful. I hated the parting. I thought it was the most weirdly shot thing for the film. He <laughs> was. Here's the thing. It was silly. You're not wrong. It was silly, but I liked it. That being said, I feel like this Gotham still has a place for Catwoman, even despite the fact that she went rogue. And yeah, now she's a problem. I do believe this Goth. I do believe there was still room for a Catwoman here, and that's kind of disappointing. So I say I like Catwoman. Initially, I didn't like her. And maybe because I'm a brutal little bitch, but when I'm like, this man's trying to work, fucking help him. He will make your life easier by doing so, maybe. But it's upon introspection and really thinking about it, I don't blame Catwoman for any of the actions that she takes. She's been living with her, like, father, who will not help her, and yet seems to strangely want to be a part of her life in some it's weird way. It's very complicated. And like, like I said, you said, like you, said you, you like all, the, all the, the decisions she makes, as extreme as they are, they are all justified. Again, just I take don't know justified. Go, go, no, just, go from I her said, perspective. I think they're understanding. No, okay, yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. keep trying to use her as a tool. No one's actually trying to help Batwoman. She's a Catwoman. tool. She is a tool to solve a greater crime. And she's like, bitch, I can only help so much and you gotta help me. I've got some vested interest here. And I like how her interests ultimately do connect to the final mm -hmm. mystery. The fact that Falcone is the fucking narc. He's the rat with wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that was good. I like that. I thought it was like great. Said, it was just it was it was upon introspection when I thought about it, and I was like, wait a minute. So she'd been living like seeing this guy every single day, never helped her, killed her mother as she finds out in in uh just before the finale and everything and she has a dead friend who i thought she was in a relationship she because was she kept saying baby obviously. she was but then she was like no but then she's like wait no she's a kid and it's like wait she's a kid and you fuck her what i i, I was really confused like which is she is she a kid or is she your lover it's 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 a, it's weird i definitely agree there's stuff there's definitely some back and forth and i think again i think that's them trying to appease both sides of the aisle it's like stop Commit. They already bought the ticket. Commit. Yeah, like I, I was like, oh, she's she's a kid. Which, which way? I was confused because they never really. But no, they, it, they to me, didn't. it seemed like very clearly she did have affection for her. She was bisexual. She definitely bi. That that is a bi Catwoman. Again, that's why that's why I like that Catwoman over Michelle Pfeiffer. I like the bi representation. In before all the comments on Twitter about the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer's bi too. I'm like, I don't know. Seemed very catered to the straights. I, I, I don't know. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Lesbians can like a skin tight, stitched up cat I get too. no, she can like, but in terms of what she's actually, who she's actually helping. Oh, I, 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 I don't know, I guess. I don't think about it like that. No, but anyway. no, 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 you're right. No, you're right, Val. It's all extremes. It's it's for the straights and the lesbians, but no bi, <laughs> no, no in between. Whereas this, this Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz Catwoman, is for the bi's. We claim her. She's super sexy, I'll, I'll say that. She was like, cool. Damn, I liked her mask. I like how she just had a burglar mask yeah. with little cat ears on it. Yeah, everyone said it was like, oh, it's lame that she has a shit mask. It's like, no, it makes sense that she has a shit mask. She isn't in She's not a billionaire like Bruce. Suit. She, she has a gimp suit or some shit, or, or, or no, it's like a she motorcycle. She got a leather jacket, motorcycle jacket with a with a freaking. It's a one piece motorcycle jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know why I was there. Like, no, that's dom gear because I like look in the background. I see all the whips and yeah. shit. And I'm like, is it just a dom? Did she just stitch it in? I don't know. Point is, she's at her breaking Sick. point, so it makes sense when at the very end, and, and this is the the best save in the movie when Batman obviously. Because he's been hearing her story the entire time. When at first he's like, I don't give a shit about your problems. I've I've got a city to save and some maniac to beat the living shit out of. And, and she's like, well, this is my story. He feels sympathy and he's like thinking on it for the movie along with his own situation and how he's feeling sorry for himself. Like, fuck man, I should help her. So not only does he save her from Falcone, almost got his name wrong, but saving her from her own bad decision which they were talking about the bad decisions that her friend made. So he saved her from her own bad decisions. Yeah, again, it's, this is a Batman that fucking saves people. It's a, it's also a Batman that finds compromise with his own morals and other people's morals. And again, in the current world that we are living in, where we are getting very hypercritical about the placing of superheroes, this is also the reason why, now let me issue a comment, a compliment to Spider-Man No Way Home, uh -oh. where he gently tries to save his villains mm. and, and and that's the reason why there's a reason why batman and spider-man are fucking destroying the box office right now there's a reason why we love these fuckers so fucking much it's because they save their villains they're not fucking it, people criticize batman for beating up a bunch of fucking mentally uh, mental health patients no when batman puts his mind in in with the right writers batman saves people animated series always got that right Live action, I don't think ever got it right until now. And that's why I want, and I feel like that's why Mr. Freeze, as much as an extreme step up that's going to be, I feel like if we're going to continue this Batman that tries to save people, Victor Freeze is the way to fucking go. That's a tough guy to save. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a challenge. Let's hmm. go. I think that'd be a very, I, I, I said it earlier, that'd be a very different movie. If I had to make a very short summary of what it would be, it would be Batman investigating a series of robberies at like high-tech facilities and whatnot. Yes. Very specific things. Again, again let's, what's the point of Bruce Wayne? What's the point of this super rich Batman? He got connections. So we get these high-profile Silicon Valley motherfuckers Gotham being killed now. Mm. And we get these heists and the stolen technology that's gonna be a big problem, and who's doing it? It's Victor Freeze. And this ain't the Riddler. Finding him isn't the, the solution. You gotta fight him, dude. No, no, and, and he's got this, like, crappy raw, like, f suit and everything that he's I, using. I, I hope he's got a freaking scuba helmet, man. I, it's, it should be this shitty freaking steampunk costume. He should look like a fucking tank. It should look impractical as fuck. Uh, they should take some inspiration off, uh... 
Black Manta. No, I don't want that sleek shit. I want this thing to look like a mess. I want pipes. No, 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 not 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 sleek. I'm just saying I like Black Manta's outfit and everything in the Aqua. I didn't even watch Aquaman. I just thought the Black Manta suit in the dark and everything looks really cool. I thought it was goofy as shit, but that's why I liked it because that's a goofy. No, film. It's, it's cool. So it I thought it was there. <laughs> I want I want I want a glass fish bowl helmet for my Mr. Freeze. That's what I want. With big with big old red goggles is like a yep. thing. Gotta have big old red goggles. But yeah, just like I, I want a freaking a life support machine strapped to his freaking back, like just oh, freaking uh, Immortan Joe bullshit. Let's go. Just something bigger, something bigger to beat on that isn't Bane, you know. If, if that was a thing, then I wouldn't mind if it was something like he gets captured in the prison near like the beginning or something. But then, like, he sets off something that he's been, like, readying over weeks and, like, getting sent to him slowly to, like, make some kind of ice bomb in the prison and turn the prison into, like, this big ice palace that Batman's got to fight. That would them. be pretty sick. But that seems a bit too comic-y. Well, this I film embraced it. Like I said, it, people talk about, like, the marketing tried to say it was, like, really grounded. It wasn't. This was the most comic book. It was pretty grounded. This, no, this was the, the pretty silly. Scene. This was some silly shit, Val. And I like oh, it. No, no, no the, 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 there were shenanigans. Like, you could totally put the Adam Web, Batman! Yeah. But you could totally put that in the police station when he's, like, running along and everything from the police and stuff. And it would probably No, fit. if you want grounded, that's Christopher Nolan. Christopher hmm. Nolan always had, and that's a different, I, that's what I want to say, because there's been this stupid debate about which is better. Shut the fuck up. The Dark Knight is incredible. Stop this yeah. recency bias, everyone. I think The Dark Knight is a better film. It's more hmm. impactful. It's tighter. It's good. That being said, if we're talking about Batman, it's Bush-era Batman. It's Again, this is the Batman that we were criticizing before the Batman came out, where hmm. we have this rich, freaking, this guy's literally like, commandeering military tank that bad tumbler's literally a tank his suit is literally a super soldier suit he he, he is bush batman all right mm. but that being said that is what we were willing to accept at the times and nolan continually has to like justify his presence all the batman elements and it's like it's good but it's not a full embracing of what makes batman batman and the batman the difference between there the Batman embraces everything about man. The good, the bad, the silly, the serious, everything. It's it's so good. It's it's the Batman is the best Batman film because it's 110% Batman. Whereas The Dark Knight, I mean, if you took off the bat suit, you could still get away with most of that shit. I do feel like this Batman film handled all of the characters' issues and challenges well that you expect from, like, you know, a good Batman yes. film. Uh, interpersonal relationships, it's very obvious he's struggling with Alfred. and Or Alfred is struggling with him. Both. Since he has become the animal that he... The nocturnal animal, essentially. Yeah. There's the romantic tension, I guess, with Catwoman, which I felt a lot of the time was mainly Catwoman just trying to, like, get him to do things that she wanted. Yes. Because really. it's she, she she has to survive. And only at the very end does she really think, no, I've got to help him too. Actually, yeah, again, she goes through an arc too, and 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 that's why I think that's that's why I think this Gotham still has a place for Catwoman. I think they both operate very well. I've never been a fan of the Batman Catwoman relationship until this film. We're like, okay, I can really see how these two definitely can work together.
They mm. both do very different niches that together are very effective in the same way yeah. that Gordon has his own niche. Yeah, that was another thing. I, I liked Gordon and Batman, like, talking to each other. It, it was mostly, like, one-sided conversations. I love them. That was, my that was my favorite pair in the fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I liked it. It was nice seeing these one-sided conversations from Gordon a lot of the time, and Batman's only, like, sparsely responding to him. Gordon's usually such a fucking nerd that gets upstaged by Batman here. What's the thing? He, he's still- a yeah, no, he is a nerd here as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, he's still a nerd, but he's a cool nerd. This is- this is a Gordon that I think could beat the shit out of Batman. I'm being serious. <laughs> oh, hell no. Dude, the man still gets- the man gets left in the dust still. He'll still have that moment where he's like, Where'd you go? Oh. Not as much, though. It, it, it's good, because it- it, it, it makes him see- he is serious when he is a person of authority with the police, where he commands respect and everything. He is large and in charge where Batman isn't. And Batman is large and in charge where Gordon isn't. And I think that's a really good e even relationship. Yes! Val, you've hit it. You've hit it right on the nail. Yeah, because Batman is never outshone in any way. Oh, no, actually, no, that's not true. No, as I said before, he, he's like, he's unaware of things, but you don't hold it against him that he doesn't know what a fucking carpet tucker is. Again, because it's, it's, this is a Batman that is open to criticism. That's what yeah, I like. Exactly. He's not infallible. And I like that this is what they choose Batman's weaknesses to be. It's like, Batman's weakness in this film isn't that he cares too much. That's fucking stupid. I like the fact that he's a fucking dumbass, that he's insulated, he's sheltered. This is a sheltered Batman that needs to fucking wise up. That's great. Yeah, no, he, he actually does. And like you say, at the end of the film, he's like, I need to be more. And that's where it gives you the, the idea that by the next film, and I'm hoping with each film that comes out of this, this is like the most excited I've been for like potential Batman franchise and yes. everything, admittedly. But I want him to generally go through phases in each film until he like as you said like tom holland get a few films to land on who he wants to be yes like 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 by the time we get to like the third film the end of the third film he starts looking like the arkham asylum games batman you know like where he's got the tech on lock it's all streamlined the batmobile is complete that, mm. that that's that's the that's how i want to mark the progress of this batman i want to see the suit get more streamlined i want to see the batmobile get more complete I would like Pattinson, I want him to, as the films go, put on that, like, you know, bodybuilder, like, look and everything, that brawler kind of body. No, I know. I, as, I, as a brawler myself, Val, that's the most fighter-accurate Batman, Batman I've ever seen. Mm, but it'd be cool he if you actually could, like, get looks, that, that, that That physique, that's a physique that actually fights. That oh, shit yeah, you sure. see in Marvel, that 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 is a dehydrated husk. That mm. That's meant to just make women hard. And guys, if you're into that... I know I am, but it's not practical, and that's where I get turned off. Fair that's, enough. That, that, that's that's fair. little Marvel body is bimbo body. That body is useless. It's only for looking good. Battinson, the Batman, that's a Batman that can fight. That's a body for punching and taking punches. Mm, if enough. you punched Thor in real life, he'd fucking cry because that rib cage is probably made of styrofoam. That chin is glass. That liver is soft. It's like that thing with Jason Momoa where, like, you know, he's, like, done with filming. He, like, gets a bit of, like, you know, war retention or, or, or whatever. Like, he puts on a little bit of weight and everyone's like, Jason Momoa got fat. Even though it's just, no, he just doesn't have the body that he would, like, 
He drank water. And <laughs> Aquaman and actually drank some water. Yeah, he doesn't have that body that he suffers for over like the course of like a year of filming or something. Exactly. I mean, that's the reason why Chris Evans. That's the reason why Chris Evans quit Captain America. He had to t turn the money away. He goes, dude, it's fucking miserable. It's yeah. fucking miserable. It's depressing. They're oh, on fucking seven. steroids. They're dehydrated. They're on this strict sleep schedule. It's not practical. It's, it's same with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. He would I want Chris Evans to tuck me in bed. What's that? I want Chris Evans to tuck me in the bed. Same. Say, Same. He's cute. I love him. <laughs> with, that, right? with that sweater he wears and knives out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. Ooh, for the buys. For the buys. Good, good night. I, I just want to say good night, Chris. And he'll be like, good night, Val. Good night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He would, he would do it, cause that's Chris Evans. Oh, I gotta say, what a dreamboat! Right, no, totally. Back to the film. Back to, back to <laughs> the Batman. Back to pale goth BF Robert Pattinson. I, I, I was on, a, I was on a point about like, um, uh, how like Batman, him and Gordon. No one, no one outshines each other where they should be shining. Is yes. what I mean. It, it never felt like anyone was really trying to step on anyone's Again, toes, and like, and you know? like the, even the Riddler too, in that scene, when they're in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, no, that was great. And Batman's just there, just shocked. He is taken aback. And he's Batman like- Batman may as well be wallpaper in that scene. Batman is like, you think I'm helping you? It, it, it's really cool because he doesn't break the character. It. He doesn't break the facade of Batman. In fact, all of the fucking humor from this comes from that point, that pause that he has before, like, you know, he actually reacts to something where you know he is befuddled in the moment when Penguin's like, oh, a rat with wings? Like a bat? But then he's like, no, fuck you. Yes, it's, it, it, and he laughs at him. He fucking laughs in their faces. That penguin <laughs> is based. I love him. He's so <laughs> underestimated by everyone, and he just and he just clowns on everyone. That's the reason why I don't want a Joker. This Penguin does the job just fine. All right, I love him. I love him. He's a psycho. He's crazy. He's driving through the highways, blowing up cars. <laughs> I did like him the the instant because we he's met him. he's so dedicated to the job. I was a bit distracted by the fat suit in the first meeting. No, that's fair. I, I I didn't even know who it was. Is the thing. I think I heard who it was. No, that's one I of just... the things that I knew about the. I knew Colin Farrell was the Penguin because they did a cast photo that I saw. And I went, wait, who's Colin Farrell playing? And as soon as he showed up, I went, oh, he's gonna. Oh, they want a bullseye Penguin, don't they? Okay, hmm. let's go. And it people were referring kids who were born like five years ago who are listening to this podcast. He yeah. played bullseye in the freaking Ben Affleck Daredevil. Which is a highly underrated film. It's garbage, but it's I, highly no, underrated well, entertainment. I, actually, I was doing a bunch of my bloody like workmates and everything about that, and we were all like talking about superhero movies, new ones, old ones, and I went, I think Daredevil's actually pretty. It's fun. a pretty sick film. And they were all like, "Yeah, Daredevil's fucking cool when he's fighting Elektra in the playground." It's stupid. It's breaks. silly, but fuck, like for that for that time period. If you do that today, fuck off. Kingpin and shit. King, King, Kingpin was like a you know, big fucking like stacked Clark ass Douglas, right? Fucking sick. Yeah, it, it was huge. It was great. And, and that scene with like the sprinkler turns on. I like the sprinkler. Scene. I do too. I like again for that time period when friggin' when when. And then he like looks down on him and he says, "You gonna tell everyone in prison a blind man broke your legs?" Yeah, it was sick. It was sick. It was sick. It was I like I like cool. I do like the Netflix Daredevil better. I think that's one of the greatest TV series ever fucking made. 
I haven't watched but it. But I got a special place in my heart for Bat for Batman Daredevil. Such so a Batman Daredevil. Batfleck Daredevil. Sorry, for a long time, I've just been that guy, like, for a while now. I've been that guy who was like, nah, I, I don't fucking care about Marvel. That's fine. At, at this point, Val, don't even bother caring. I know, I know. I, I, I... The ship I, has I sailed. I start A lot hating, of us are jumping no. off. I don't, actually, no, I don't hate things. I'm not, I, I, I'm not, like, 18 anymore. I don't just hate things as I see them. I just either don't care, or I do care, and I'll just put the appropriate amount of, like, attention into it basically like i watched all the mainline marvel movies at this point i think is ant-man mainline yes ant-man's important yes i val val they're all important unfortunately they're all important i can't be i know it's awful except for the eternals there's no fucking way uh, okay <laughs> but um the scene whether whether it legit genuine like no we're, we're friends like all those letters I've been sending you? Oh, those weirdly friendly letters. I, I loved what, seeing what the letters were. Yes, it was it was, it was a nice little snack, a little prize was... for, for every half hour of that film that you survived through. <laughs> you got a little treat yeah. to keep you on and not get bored. Like, like, I, and I was like, wait a minute, th those cards are meant to be as friendly as they seem, maybe? They're greeting cards. I mean, I mean, do you send a greeting card to your enemy, Val? No. Exactly, no. exactly. This, this podcast brought to you by Hallmark. <laughs> Dude, Hallmark should have got a sponsorship. <laughs> Sorry, one thing that did bother me about the film, but I didn't even dislike it, is the part where they go more into Catwoman's segment, where in which they are taking down Falcone. Now, I know it was an important bit, because as it turns out, Falcone is the rat with wings, and that's cool. But I was like, now understanding it, I was the entire time, where's the Riddler? What's the Riddler doing? But then as it turns out, no, Catwoman's thing coincides with this. Ergo, when they get Falcone out, which as we find out, he's been holed up in 40 Below for like this entire thing after the uh, the events at the hall for the mayor's uh, funeral. Yes. Like he's been in there the entire time at that point. I realize that now, but I remember thinking to myself in the pit, in the pictures, this feels like they've dedicated too long to this. Where the hell's the Riddler? What's the Riddler doing? But then he's like, well, I couldn't get him out. That's not that's not, that's not my strength. I, I needed to get you to get him out. And you did. And that was just he so used great. Batman. It's awesome. I felt like I felt like the I am vengeance bit at the end with the uh fringe terrorists or whatever that the Riddler riled up, basically. Uh I did think that was a bit ham fist. I was like, I already understood the parallels. Maybe you needed to say it to Batman's face, because he is kind of a dense motherfucker. He is. As, again, that's why I love I, I like that this Batman gets a little bit confused sometimes. Again, he's not infallible. You, you could, he, he's yeah, no, human. That, that is like all of the comedy in the film. That's like the entire crux of the comedy, I feel. Batman being mildly confused, but then having to like keep on this straight face. Yes! As if, like, he understands everything. You can hear it in his voice, like, slight hesitation. Yeah, but it's, it, 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 it's, it's wonderful. Uh, this film, I like, I like, one thing I forgot to mention, like, because we talked about his relationship with the police. It's the fact that they treat him like a fucking cryptid. He just walks, and it's like, oh my god, I just saw Bigfoot. Yeah, uh, my friend, it, it confused me. He, it, when we were walk, going home, uh, we were driving, it's like, you know, I never even thought of the back signal as, like, a warning. It's like, yeah, of course it is. 
That's the entire point. Everyone Every knows. Every piece is a buffalo, dude. It's not just a signal. It's a warning. V v villains beware. Civilians be at ease. The Batman is fucking on patrol, and you don't know where the hell he is. They did that really well. They that did first that shot where the, kid, where the kid drops the spray paint can, looks into the dark, looks up at the sky, looks into the dark, and he's like, and that's friends the come yeah, That's the perfect time to mention Michael Giacchino's score. I have always been a Giacchino fan, but oh my gosh, did Giacchino really put his Giacussi into this one? My God, this soundtrack is incredible. That's another one that deserves an Oscar. There's intensity to that. He, he's the, he, Giacchino is helping you sell this Batman with the sound design, where they're yeah. really making you terrified. I'm trying to find, what, what was the, um, what was the song they kept playing? Are you talking about the Nirvana music? Yes, I thought it was Nirvana. I haven't listened to Nirvana in ages. That's the, that's the stuff from like, uh, that's where I, that's where you gotta, t I get a little bit taken out of the experience. Yeah, no, I, I, But if I any was Batman was gonna have it, yeah, this one. Yeah, like I said, I, I really just, I, I this might not, I, I really like this film. I don't think it's perfect. No. I thought it was good. Perfect. I love it though. It, it is the Batman franchise that I think I'm going to love if they genuinely have him grow. Yes. Like we keep on saying. This is a movie that I feel like is going to build upon itself sequel after sequel. I want to see Robert Pattinson. I kept, I was trying to think what you call him. Robert Pattinson. I call him the, I call him the Batman. <laughs> I want to see the Batman genuinely grow as not only of Batman, but I want to see that arsenal grow. I want to see the the stakes rise. I want that ESRB rating to go up, Ivan, with each movie. I kind of <laughs> think that. I kind of think. The with the video game rating? <laughs> I, oh, it, wait, is it a different thing? Is ESRB just not like the same thing everywhere? I've never thought uh, Maybe about in the it. UK, but no, like the major motion film fucking association has a completely different rating system than the ESRB. The, I think the E and SRB stands for electronics. Enter entertainment software rating. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend like I know what the fuck it is, but I know it's definitely not the same thing as the film rating system. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Because the I film want... rating system's fucking weird. I'm gonna, let's see. Because what, now what... you can just hide fucks wherever you want now. Uh, it's just the film rating system. I, I, I want that film rating system to go up with each movie. Yeah, I, I agree. Want I want it... an R-rated Batman film. Why can't we have an R-rated Batman film? I would, I would love a different cut of the film that was maybe a bit more gory. I, I, just a little bit. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't too concerned about the gore. I was more concerned about just, part, again, the unite the, the American film rating system. Just the intensity can get your rating up. And yeah. so I'm like, give me a little more intensity with that R rating. What was it rated where you are? It's a 15. PG 13. Huh. Okay, Means huh? 13 years old, or you get to have parental guidance. Like you basically. You're 13 years old, you can go by yourself. If you're under 13, you gotta have a parent with you to guide you through what's going on. You you need your parents to tell you why um, the billionaire should be protected. Um, why it's wrong to kill the wealthy even though they're killing the civilians. I won't get into this, but... <laughs> I won't wait, get... Wait, I, wait, I, wait. I, no, Ivan, I am Batman, you are Catwoman. These old fucks need to pay, Val. I stare oh my I, fucking, I usually my just look pants, at you in silence. My BDSM Catwoman. Exactly. I, I just look at you in silence and move on to what I feel is important. No, you, you, you keep looking. You don't get to run away from this, Bruce. <laughs> fuck. 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 God, gonna, fuck. They're gonna start God calling me the woke man. <laughs> don't you know? I'm based, man. I'm woke man, I'm based, man. But yeah, and I think this is... Uh, you think this is where we should wrap up? 
No. We should, yeah, but I, fe I just want to say, I felt like this movie was going to be a bit more intense. It was intense, but I wanted it to be more intense when I saw Because there were intense the scenes! I, yeah, I, I wanted the bits where he was like filling the mask with rat. I was like, okay, come on, you're gonna unlock the cage, the rats are gonna move up to his face, and then you're gonna cut it, at the very least. Not even that, it's just, oh, this guy's gonna die now. I'm trying to remember what film did, I think it was Prisoners? But th th there was a- there was a movie where they put a rat with a bucket on someone's fucking chest and they- and they lit the bottom of the bucket on fire to scare the rat. Oh yeah, and- yeah, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, if you can do that there, you can do it here. Mm, I- I felt like with, um, the red that they use- here especially, um, they used a big red font for the Batman's, like, advertising here. What's that? The, the font, like, for the movies and everything, the Batman, the title, it's all, like, in red, it's, like, stained, it's got, like, Batman symbol, It was huge, like, I love that, I love big titles. It's, it's, no, it's really fucking cool, and, like, the tiny- Big, silent, red titles was sick. And I was sat there, and I was like, when that trailer first came out, because I was so hyped for that trailer, I thought this was gonna be a really brutal film, the way yeah, they Yeah, like, the that kind of, that's, like, I mean, if we were talking about the basics of marketing, this film <laughs> definitely marketed itself like an R-rated film would. It did, yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm so ready for this. But, and it, like I said, again, this, it isn't a bad film. But I am more excited for sequels and the raising of stakes. And really leaning into the, like, that Batman shit. I'm looking forward to it. Like, even though I complained earlier about Pig and Frog being in Beware the Batman. Yeah. I would love to see them in this. I can say, and guess what? We probably will. Even though I am excited for sequels, I'm really not excited for the spinoffs on HBO Max. Well, they're making spinoffs on of, of they this? are developing a Catwoman one, and they're developing a Gotham PD one. I don't give a fuck about the police. We that's what we did. we were beating up the police in this film. Why do we give a fuck? We want to focus on them. No, did you watch? I Gotham? did not. I saw the few, first few episodes. It didn't hold my interest. That's right, I didn't watch it either, but my mom freaking loved it when she people, found out about People it. seem to really like it. Yeah, uh, do you know how that ended? I'm going to, going to assume with a young Batman. Yes, yes, it did Because that's, that's how they always go. Just like know, Smallville. I, it, was, it surprised me as it went on because I'd hear things like, Oh yeah, Bruce Wayne's doing shit. Oh, Bruce Wayne is like doing his Batman shit right now. I'm like, how old's the actor? What's he look like? I remember he's a little boy when huh. it started. Yeah, he was. He was like really. He was like, I don't know, fourteen or something. I don't know. He was younger than that. But something yeah. like that. But besides the point, what I wanted yeah. to get to is uh, the so, fact so, that, that that's what I'm saying. What's the point in making a Gotham PD show? Well, it's it, again. It, the point is money in in HBO Max subscriptions. But what I don't want, I just don't want. I just don't want. It. Don't dilute this experience. Keep it in the films. Like Marvel. But did. funny enough, you talk about how you want Pig Malin. I bet yeah. you that I bet you if they want to get people interested in these spinoffs. One of them's got to have Pygmalion in it. I would say the Gotham PD one because, yeah. I don't know, situations Because he's the more like, grounded one. He, he kind of, I mean, he makes weird zombie people in the comics Well, he's, he's the most, like, deranged. I, th I think of yes. all Batman's villains, he is the most deranged. And you can ground him and still keep that intensity on his derangement. You can have, like, a whole Gotham PD episode where... They're all having a freaking hold up in the police station where pigs, weird zombie people are fucking attacking or something like that. As again, you can cool. you can explain the zombies like you just drug them, you got them all on bath salts. Yeah, you could like do like a a series. You could do an entire se season yeah. 
based on that concept. You actually. could maintain his threat and still ground him greatly. Actually, wouldn't that be cool? That would actually be really cool if they did that with a sh with a show of that sort. I don't know if they. I, I, I like honestly, that's the only way. That's the only reason for me that you could justify a Gotham PD if you were gonna make these guys fight fucking Pigmalion with his zombie bath salted homeless people. For an entire fucking season or just something. Just attacking the PD like a bunch of zombies. Like, yeah, yeah that would be season, sick. Like two seasons in or something, like third season comes up. And it's like, this season is basically going to be The Walking Dead where Pigmalion is like doing all this just shit. Just like villains that are just banging their heads on the ceilings where they're just not quite enough to justify Batman's presence. But they're still extre extremely threatening. They're still very radical and different. Um, yeah. yeah, like, give me give me interesting shit like that. But yeah, but what I want in a sequel, I mean, give me... If we can't have Mr. Freeze, let's say no, no Mr. Freeze, what do you think would be the ideal sequel? Like, chamber all the frozen Gotham stuff away. No, no, the, the, the flooding has been fixed. What's next? If you want more of Bruce and exploring him, which I feel like we've basically got... So I, I guess this would be more like a Yeah, you know what? That's another thing you, we did not address. The fact that of all the Batman films, this one really explores the Wayne and the Arkham families and their connections to the Mafia. And yeah. we forgot about that. Do you prefer Do you prefer fucked up Wayne family? Where like, you know, uh, I, I have an idea what you prefer. Do you prefer corrupted Thomas Wayne? I prefer, or do you prefer a, like... I prefer complicated Thomas Wayne. Where... Okay. He, which, which is what this film does. That's why I like it. Where it's like, he was a good man, but man, he made some really bad fucking decisions. Because like this, is this, a, movie. this is a movie that really brings the, this is, this is a Gotham, this Gotham brings out the fucking worst in people to survive. Even a billionaire like Thomas Wayne had to make some survival decisions. And if that's yeah. the case, combine Talon with Hush and yes. give me the Court yes. of Owls. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say Hush. I was literally going to say Make, Hush if you want to explore him Combine Hush with the Court of Owls. That's mm. what I want. I don't... Mm, with the Court of Owls. Court of Owls is cool as hell. They are Like I, re I, I read that comic. That was such a... Like, that's such a good fucking comic. That's my comic. favorite. That's 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 Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo run. That is mm -hmm. one of my all-time favorite comics is the Court of Owls. Is that the one that ended? That's the one that ended with last night on. Earth, um, right? I'm trying to. I, it's been such a long time since I read them, and they kind of warrant a reread. It starts with Court of Owls. I, I read last. I read last night on Earth when it came. It, out. it was, was Court good. of Owls, and then I think it goes to Zero Year. Which another thing, they talk about how long Halloween was an influence. Zero Year is a huge influence on this mm -hmm. one, where you have a Riddler who begins a freaking turn Gotham into a freaking post-apocalyptic Gotham. That's where I thought we were going. Like, if we're not getting a frozen Gotham, let's get a freaking Mad Max Gotham. Not the one that Scott, sorry, not the one that Zack Snyder was trying to do in Batman v Superman. Don't give me the sand wasteland. Give me the with a little bit of overgrowth and the animals in the zoo have escaped, and Batman's shirt is sleeveless on a motorcycle. Give me that. If you're not gonna give me frozen hell Gotham, and give me that with the Court of Owls. How, okay, a question that just occurred to me. How would you feel if the next film, it isn't Riddler and Joker, it's a new villain, if you do get Mr. Freeze, but then again Joker shows up near the end of the film, 
and somehow talks to Mr. Freeze or gets in contact with Mr. Freeze in like not as again, big a way as they try to. I don't to want to see Riddler. the Joker again. I just want the I want the Joker to be this spectrum. We like now that we've seen him in this movie, now we can always make the subtextual assumption that whenever these villains go to Arkham, they're going to encounter the Joker and the Joker is going to give them ideas. And then maybe it'll lead up to and Long I, Halloween. Well, this film was Long Halloween. Yeah, no, just I, no, it. It, it drew inspiration off Long no, Halloween. No, this, this was Long mean, Halloween like, besides the fact that Harvey Dent wasn't in it, which was a shame. True. Would that be cool, though, if they did continue this as now the cemented Batman franchise for like four, five movies or something? Somehow. I don't know. Because we've already said we don't really want crossovers, universe stuff. Do nope. we? Do you? I don't. I don't. I think it'd be cool if maybe it was building up that roster in Arkham and then the Arkham shit happens. Like yeah, you said, I, I, like, you if know. you're going to give me the Joker, I never want that fucker to leave Arkham. I want I want a Joker who runs Arkham. That's his domain. Yes, where you have to go to him there. Again, I draw from the Scott Snyder, the um death of the family arc, mm. where Joker literally turns Arkham into a medieval castle. And he's got, like, all the freaking Arkham um, staff ballroom dancing in Batman uniforms on electrified plates. And, like, he just runs the place. Give me that. That's your R. That, when we finally get our R-rated Batman film, give me Death of the Family. Is this where he cuts off his face? That's where, oh, that, that's where he cuts, his face has already been cut off. But now, but now he's wearing it again. Yes, yes, no, he that's did that like sickest, yeah. That's the sickest, scariest Joker ever. I loved it. Yeah, I remember showing that to my mate, and he was like, yo, that's actually scary. But yeah, I want, I want, let's get into the mythos now of Gotham. If you want, if you want to keep things within the dark room. This is the, ba uh, Ivan, it's the Batman episode. It's yes, the Batman it episode. it is. <laughs> let's, let's just go well, for well, I mean, it. We still got to wrap up at the, in like 10 minutes. But yeah, that's what we're talking about. Now we're like, we're trying to get our ideal Batman. So I was, so this oh. is what we want, Val. We want, we want to combine Hush with Talon and we want the Court of Owls because this is going to give us everything that we want. We want a destroyed Gotham. We mm -hmm. want a mythic Gotham. We want this threat that Batman is still not prepared for. I am the shadows and the Court of Owls go, <laughs> you're the shadows <laughs> you're the shadows no 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 no. we are in the shadows we are in the shadow shadows and mm. then you got a hush who's connected to the fucked up legacy of the waynes and the mm -hmm. arkhams the waynes are a part of, a court of, of the court of Owls. yes i do believe they have connections yeah but then they are basically removed and that and that's why the great-grandfather goes because crazy. talon is a, a possibly estranged brother of bruce's I don't huh. recall if they ever confirmed if he really was his brother or not, but they really play up the fact that he might be a Wayne. So mm. again, that's why I go with Hush, because Hush makes himself look like a Wayne. So you, mm. you can combine those elements. I, li I, I like I like I like I like what we're going with here. But is there anything I else we Hush need? I think Hush would be Hush would be I think an actual friend of Bruce's or someone that wants to reconnect with Bruce. But because he is Batman, he doesn't really care unless. He is growing from the former movie, and maybe this version of Hush maybe comes off as a bit more pathetic or something. Maybe he needs help, and Bruce is trying to, like, learn from that. And he's like, not only Batman has to be, like, this better person and save people, Bruce Wayne can right. too. So he tries to help Hush, but then 
over the course of the film, Hush becomes maybe obsessed with Bruce, his lifestyle in some Batman way. Batman somehow creates Hush in a way, is what you're going. Yeah. So what you're what you're doing here, you're doing Harvey Dent. Bruce Wayne should create Hush actually. I agree. But I think he's already been created. I feel like I feel like Hush is just another piece of the legacy. Another piece that Batman has to pick up from his father's legacy. Sins of the father. But hmm. the one you just described, that's Harvey Dent. Again, a missed true. opportunity because in Long Halloween, spoilers, the real true Long Halloween, Harvey Dent is the killer. Harvey Dent will be introduced into the you next one. You think so? Yeah, but I, I, would, I would like a Harvey Dent that Batman or and or Bruce Wayne accidentally creates. I like that. Um, hmm. But yeah, now being said, we have to wrap up soon. Who's your dream cast? for uh hush my dream cast oh god oh man i said like if we did mr freeze i want brian cranston brian cranston would be cool. or even john carl esposito that would also be sick but give me but give me hush, hush. even john carl esposito would be a sick hush it would need to be someone robert pattinson-esque someone it as creepy and gothic like... as him i agree so i have an idea in my head Go on. Go did on, you go. play the uh, I, 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 Did you play the Arkham Asylum games, Val? Yes, you did. Did you ever do the Hush missions? Yeah, yeah. In Arkham, in Arkham City as well, where he's got the little, he's got the voice box. He's really good at mimicking voices. Hush is a really good voice actor. He's really good at mimicking people. Oh, Evan, are you saying me? Are you saying me? No, don't you narcissist. I'm saying <laughs> if you want someone who could really be, who could really play with his voice and really mimic people and be an actor and be a creepy little goth boy and, pl and play age appropriately with Robert Pattinson and have a relationship with Bruce, I'm thinking Bill Hader. As as an solid snake. Obviously. No, no, that's no, that's David Hater. <laughs> I'm talking about Bill oh. Hater. <laughs> I was like, um, Barry on HBO or Stefan on Saturday Night Live. If you still watch that shit, isn't he the cop from Bloody Superbad? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Bill you know, Hater could be scary. I'm looking at him, and I'm already getting across that that vibe of like you know. I could look at him in, in one kind of way and be like, yeah, you're someone that needs help. But I also see him in some other shops that's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. Imagine him with the eye makeup as well and the bandages. And he's got that deep, low voice, too. And he can talk to Batman. He can outgrowl Batman. It, it does feel like they want to go for um very different, like, you know, off-the-wall kind of casting, I think, for these characters, actually. especially Yeah, yes. One. Yeah, because, like, it, it really did come out of nowhere when it was like, Robert Pattinson, that's right, the guy from Twilight, is the next Batman. And everyone's like... Now, see, like, that's... For mainstream audiences, yes, but anyone in, in the cinephilic scene, we were like, that's the guy from Lighthouse and Good Time. And <laughs> he was already a proven actor. I was fine with Robert Pattinson, and, but everyone I know... Not everyone I know, because some people have gone to see the film, some people have been like, oh, I don't want to see it. Robert Pattinson doesn't feel like he'd be a good Batman to me. I'm like, I don't know, give him a chance. When it all came out, I was like... Give the man a chance. He's got the jawline for it. But, you know, everyone was like, eh. I, I, I like him. I like him as Batman shit. That, that's the point. Mm -hmm. But I do believe our train is connecting to a new station. I liked Batman, so did you. Really looking forward to the as, next one. Exactly. And I'm sure the audience is looking forward to us talking about anime again next week. 
We'll catch up again with My Hero Academia next week. We'll have two issues and a vigilante to talk about next week. Oh, yeah. Ranking King? Not yet. Two more episodes, and then we will talk about it. Because, I mean, let's get our anime in for this week. All right? This week's episode was sick, right? We gotta get free. Oh, oh no. It, it, it was. No. It was in so mode. freaking good. <laughs> it did. But I feel like that's I feel like that's the last bit we're gonna get of like some pretty like out there off the wall shit. You, know? you say that, but man, this anime's been surprising us. But yeah, we it will has. in about a two or three weeks, we will finally have the big ranking of kings discussion. Fuck because yeah. it's worth talking about. Because this week definitely proved, yes, as if it wasn't already obvious, this is a greatest of all time anime. We gotta get Freddy, don't we? He wants to be there. We gotta get we? Freddy. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, oh. Freddy. Gotta the Freddy, Freddy retrieval arc begin as we depart, audience. The Freddy retrieval arc begins. Who's that in the shadows? In the other car? Val, who's that in the other car over there? I don't know. Who is? You tell Wait, me. Why are the lights turning off? Oh. Doctor oh. Octopus. <laughs> Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, Jairo Medina, and Gooner Bear. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.